Hi, welcome to Navigating the Spectrum with Michelle Portlock. I'm your host, Michelle Portlock, and I'm really happy to have you with me today. Today, I have a guest, and her name is Amanda Dickman. And Amanda is a parent coach and was diagnosed as autistic at the age of 38. And she is fascinated by the current neurodiversity movement. Amanda has written a book about low-demand parenting that comes out in July of 2023. Welcome to Navigating the Spectrum, Amanda. Thank you for having me. So glad to be here. I'm really, truly happy to have you. And I'm very interested in learning about low-demand parenting. And so I want to jump in and ask you, what is low-demand parenting? Low-demand parenting is an approach that involves lowering expectations, reducing demands, and aligning with the abilities of your children so that you can richly pour into them with trust and connection and enable you to have the ease and joy of a life that truly matches every person in the family dynamic. Well, that sounds pretty amazing, but what I'm wondering is how... How does low demand parenting work? What does it look like? Yeah, it's a process. It's an approach as much as it is a style of parenting. So for low demand parents, what we do is not going to look the same from one family to the next because it's really about aligning with the abilities of our particular children. Mm -hmm. So I'll say the number one question for me in, in my lens of looking at my kids and our world is what is hard And what is too hard? And when something is too hard, we drop it, we let go, we reduce the demand. And when something is hard, well, we're brave, we show up, we can do hard things. Mm -hmm. And finding that line between hard and too hard is where we learn what demands to drop. So in our family, the demands that are too hard might look like sitting at the table and eating all at the same time, Mm -hmm. because two of my kids' sensory struggles around listening to other people chew. Mm -hmm. We can't all chew in one room together. So Mm -hmm. we split up and we... um, the the real magic from my perspective as a low demand parent of the process is that I also get my needs met without asking anything that's too much of my children. So it's too much for us all to sit at the table together, but I still have a need for deep connection and family time that is woven into our daily rhythms. So we have a daily rhythm of wrestling and wrestling is our family time when we connect physically and emotionally after wrestling, there's so much cuddling and laughing Laughter is a big need that I have. And then conversations will flow in sometimes body language communication and sometimes verbally after we've had a wrestling session. And it is so much more fun to have a daily rhythm of wrestling than when we used to wrangle everybody up to the table for a daily rhythm of meals. Mm -hmm. And that's just one example of how the low demand approach will take a demand like eating together and drop it while still holding on to the core of why we gather in the first place. I really think that that feels very natural to me. You're kind of looking at your family and almost putting events in order of importance and in order of what you said, like, is it hard or is it too hard? And you're saying, what is it that we can get rid of that, that makes life not so 
over the top challenging for our family as a whole. And I think it's great that, I mean, it's interesting to me because, you know, there's a lot of research on have family together or excuse me, have dinner together as a family. And that's where you have conversation. But here's what I love about you. That just wasn't working. It wasn't working for your family and everyone was miserable. So you took that and said, well, if that's where connection is, where else can we find connection? And mm-hmm. you chose to do it in the form of wrestling, which I think is really fun. And mm-hmm. I like that you talk about how you you either communicate verbally or with body language. I could see how after you're done wrestling and you've been laughing and playing, like you said, there's probably like cuddling or hugging or just kind of sitting near each other, time to connect in that way, mm-hmm. as well as allowing conversation to take place if it's if it's a natural occurrence so i i really i really see the value in low demand parenting but what i want to know is why did low demand parenting become important to you what was it that struck a chord for you Mm -hmm. that um in regards to low demand parenting As you mentioned at the start, I discovered that I'm autistic at age 38, which was just after one of my kids was diagnosed and we got his identification after I did a deep dive into autism. And even though I had been chair of a board of a local organization that has many autistic members and I live in a community that centers people's experiences with disability and living a disabled life, even though I had all of that context, I realized I knew next to nothing about autism and that most of what I did know was wrong. And as I dove in deeply, I discovered that not only was I autistic, but my son was, and yet our profile doesn't match kind of the standard um, DSM criteria. Mm -hmm. And we discovered this demand avoidant profile of autism called pathological demand avoidance or pervasive drive for autonomy. And I kept reading and hearing that the lifestyle that was really needed for people with this profile is a low demand profile or a low demand lifestyle. So I went and looked for the book on it and there was none. And there weren't websites, there was no kind of central voice describing what this lifestyle was supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. And and yet I found that it was fitting us like a glove, that it fit me to finally let go of all of these assumptions of what I had to be to be a good parent. Mm-hmm. I had so many things I was doing on autopilot because somebody told me that if I was going to be a good mom, then I needed to do these things. And once I discovered I can be a good mom and my life can look nothing like the standard approach, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, I was free. And I began to like walk this life out. And eventually it became really clear to me, both as a parent and as a writer, that I needed to write this down. I needed to write down not just the beauty of the life that we've formed, that it's not just a last resort. It's a truly beautiful expression Mm -hmm. of life together and that there's a process. I Mm -hmm. I found that there were six distinct steps that we were going through every single time we were dropping demands. Every time we were finding out why this matters 
heard, looking for ways to get our needs met, having conversations. And so I outlined those steps both for myself so that I could, I'm a systematizer. I'm I'm an autist. I love to see uh, patterns. <laughs> I can routine. hear it. And just what you're saying that the fact that you noticed there were six steps, I'm like, okay, she's a pattern recognizer. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I was, I was a little person who would go in and color code all of my mom's paper clips. Um, I love to see things fit into buckets. And so mm-hmm. I, yeah, I found out what the path was and then wrote it down. I think that being autistic has everything to do with why this life made sense to me and also why I wrote a book about it. But I've mm-hmm. found that it works really well for my kids who are not autistic. It's working for my readers who don't have even any neurodivergent people in their family. They just feel stifled by the standard approach and mm-hmm. it's not working for them. I, I have a question. As I was growing up, my dad put a little thought on our refrigerator for our own family that's that read few rules, high expectations. Does that ring true to you at all? Or do you even, are you careful with the expectation part too? I really am careful Mm -hmm. with expectations. um, And that comes out of my experience of having a child in burnout. Mm -hmm. When my son went into autistic burnout, he was really only capable of waking up, eating two foods, watching YouTube for 12 hours a day and falling back asleep at night. That was what he could do. And he needed that in order to heal and recover. And if I had held on to all of my old expectations of what a good life looks like, Mm -hmm. all I could see was failure Mm -hmm. and that he was failing and I was failing and I could not see the healing or the goodness in this built-in pattern that happens to so many autistic people. Um, when things are too much. And Mm -hmm. so instead, what I did was I created a set of positive expectations, those things I just listed out for you, that, um, that that's what I wanted him to accomplish in the day. And Mm -hmm. so it was both few rules, low expectations. And I was proud every day he got up and ate those foods and watched those shows. He was meeting my expectations and I could surround him with that kind of understanding and pride and empathy connection so that when he slowly began to rebuild his life beyond those few things, he did it secure that Mm -hmm. I was with him, whatever his daily life looked like. Mm -hmm. He was still mine and I was his. Oh, I really think that's pretty tender, actually. (laughs) And I, I wanted to ask you, like, who who is who is low demand parenting for? Because I'm thinking when I asked you that question, we were few worlds, high expectations that worked for our family growing up. But that probably would not work for my own family. Currently, we have a lot of neurodivergence in my own little family unit. And so I'm wondering who who is low demand parenting for? I think it's for everyone who is feeling caught in this trap of I have to do things a certain way in order to be good. Mm-hmm. And it is for everybody who feels shame when you look around and notice, oh no, I'm not I'm not quite like the whole crowd. It's for everybody that feels left out 
in the standard approach, like it doesn't match Mm-hmm. It this whole approach, it doesn't tell you what to do, but it tells you how to do it in a way that aligns with your deep values and that aligns with your children's true capacity. And so it's a deeply relational approach. It's for everyone that feels like, I just don't know who my kid is. I don't know how to reach them. Mm-hmm. This will enable you to really see who they are because it turns out we have to shed a lot of our expectations in order to see who our kids really are and then build a life around that and not around the fantasy that we started creating as soon as we imagined that who this kid was going to be and, and how they would come into our family life. It's... It's an approach of unlearning as much as it is learning. And it really matches beautifully with parents that their deepest conviction is that they want to be connected to their child. Well, I love that. I recently posted something on my Instagram about kids that do well in life and are and and are more resilient first started with connection there's connection Mm. in their life there's which is a grounding connection is grounding for individuals and they also feel like there's someone that they can trust because that connection exists and that's so important for our children i i do want to ask you this so i wish your book was out right now Mm -hmm. (laughs) because i'd love to read it but for those of us who are saying the same thing Where can we parents learn more about what you do? Where can we go? Yeah, I've got a a strong presence on Instagram, which is my favorite platform to hang out on. Mm -hmm. So one way you can find out what low demand parenting is, is to join me there, especially every week. I do a series of stories where um, I call it a low demand day in the life. And I literally take you by the hand and walk you through all, all of what our life looks like. And my readers say that it's one of the most freeing and connecting things, because I think many of us who either want or embrace the low demand life feel really isolated and alone. And to see somebody, I guess me, uh, put my life right out there Mm -hmm. to um, without shame. I, I really think I need to name the word shame and the way that that surrounds so many non-traditional parenting approaches, Mm -hmm. we, many of us feel ashamed. And like, if somebody saw what we were doing, they would say we were bad parents. And I'm saying, okay, you can really know what I'm doing. And I'm not Mm -hmm. worried. I'm not scared. This, I'm proud of what we've created. Mm -hmm. You can also, um, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that, that almost demands a level of vulnerability on your part. To put that out there. So I I love that you are willing to do that because I think there are so many families who are neurodivergent themselves, the parents maybe, or the children are, and it just, life can't look like what the world says it needs to look like. It just can't because we can't function that way. And so I like that you're willing and able to provide another way to look at how to do life as a parent and as a family. I appreciate that. So keep going. You said another way to learn more about what you do. Yeah. Another way is that I 
took a lot of the content from my book, knowing that it was going to be a long time before it would come out. And I created a series of videos and teachings so that people can move into this life um, step by step by step and taking it slow and piece by piece Mm -hmm. because a big lifestyle change really needs to come slowly and so that we can do that deep inner work when things pop up and say, oh, I can't possibly, uh, like we're coming up on the holidays. I couldn't possibly let my child pick out all their presents before Christmas, because then what will the grandparents say? And then we get to work through, okay, let's slow down to what, what was your childhood like? And what were your expectations when you were a kid and all of that deep work happens before we can wholeheartedly drop a demand. And so this course is available alongside a supportive community. That's the other piece that I think is so important for low demand parents is to create alternative communities where everybody understands where we're coming from, where nobody says you're being permissive. You just need stronger boundaries. Have you tried this? Have you tried that? We know most of us have tried everything Mm -hmm. and we're here because this is what works for us. Mm -hmm. Um, So we've also, I create and um, and cultivate this community of low demand parents, um, and that involves weekly teachings and question and answer times, and all of that happens on a platform called Mighty Networks. But you can find out more about it through Instagram. I love that Mighty Networks. So the other thing I wanted to say is I am not sure that we told our listeners what your Instagram handle is, and it is Low Demand Amanda. Mm-hmm. So at it's at Low Demand Amanda. So you can find her there, follow her. You can click the link in her bio and learn more about some of these opportunities and systems and programs that she's created for you to learn more about low demand parenting. And Amanda, I'm just so grateful that you joined me today and that you're willing to share some of these experiences because I think this will connect for so many of the people that are listening. And then they might feel like, you know what, I can drop some of those things that really are causing so much stress and so much instability within our home. And we can make it just a more peaceful environment for everyone, which I think Mm. is so beautiful. Yes, I couldn't have said it better. That was beautiful. Absolutely. (laughs) That is the dream. Yeah. And um, to see families come to life again is um, a deep drive for me. So seeing the joy and seeing the ease and seeing the life that can exist on the other side of all of the battles and the heartache that many of us have lived through. Thank you for sharing. Thanks again for being here. I really appreciate you. Thank you. For those of you that are listening, you can also follow me on Instagram at navigating.the.spectrum. Thank you.